Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shining Bar here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, um, I wouldn't say it's a packed episode, um, but there is a lot of topics we um, I will be talking about uh, today. But I've noticed that I'm going to cut down some topics or... I've noticed for each subject, I just come up with a list of just so many things, but at the same time, the more I talk, the more I lose my head a bit, but I will keep it as lengthy as possible and also give a few breaks. So after like, you know, each segment, I'll give myself a break just to get some water and stuff. So, so it's kind of like a commercial thing, but, uh, but without further ado, let's get started with the pop culture diaries. So Recently, I have got. So, for those who do not know about me, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh with my friends, and I used to play. I actually started with Duel Links, um, and I grew up. Um, I grew up watching the Yu-Gi-Oh show, and um, and I used to own the DVD of the Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, the movie, the Pyramid of Light movie. The reason why I got back uh, into Yu-Gi-Oh is because I wasn't sure, or maybe I maybe it's because I was just really bored and I I, I guess I missed the game. After watching, um, after watching the uh, Dark of the the Yu-Gi-Oh movie, The Dark Side of Dimensions, I just like you know what I missed the game really much and I wanted to uh, not only purchase the movie but also. Um, watch the entire show and actually I am binging the Yu-Gi-Oh show I actually stopped uh, Baruto and the Naruto trend I thought I thought mm, I kind of had a connection with Naruto but it didn't I didn't have much of a connection to that with un, as compared to Yu-Gi-Oh I think Yu-Gi-Oh is just a fun game and I'm watching the the dub version uh, maybe it's because it's hard for me to watch the uh, the sub one, the Japanese uh, the Japanese dub one. So I'm just gonna watch the English one, and also the English one. They're all free. It just has like two commercials and whatnot. So you can find it on Yu-Gi-Oh.com. They have all the episodes, and it's a great bench. And also, I I listen to it while I drive, kind of kind of like an audiobook thing. And also, um, I got back into Duel Links and. Even though, like, there are times when I lose, it's just a fun game. Um, I love learning, like, these all these types of strategies and competing with, um, dueling with people from different countries. It was, I was so surprised that I get to challenge someone from Asia and, or from Iraq, and just to not only deal with them, but just to uh, to beat them as well i think it's uh i've shown so much growth learning from the game and i just i just wanted to keep continuing and not become the you know the best player in the world or something like that or go to tournaments i i don't have that type of goal and i don't know if i will purchase you know my own deck oh who knows who knows maybe i'll just have maybe i'll just have one deck just for safekeeping, just in case if I duel with friends or something like that. So yeah. 
so yeah maybe i will uh, build my own deck um in time but yeah i'm going back into Yu-Gi-Oh. in other news i've heard that there is a new baby yoda plush toy coming out and um it's available on pre-order and i gotta say when i looked at it not only it's so cute it looked like a prop it looked like a prop from the show from the mandalorian and baby yoda has become such a trend i didn't know it would be this big and now and now it, it has become the number one show in the world according to some articles um according to some articles and some other pod, uh, uh movie shows or tv review shows that they've been saying that the mandalorian so far so far it has become the number one show in the world. And I'm going to talk about The Mandalorian uh, Episode 5, The Gunslinger, in just a bit. But it's just so surprisingly that that this show has become such a big hit. It's not surprising, but also I think it's not only because um, Baby Yoda and whatnot. And, and not just because of Star Wars. But the fact that people who are not huge fans... I mean, I love Star Wars. But I'm not a huge, huge diehard fan of Star Wars. But I think even for non-fans can enjoy the show, you know, and then it could lead them to loving the Star Wars shows as well. But the fact that it's just a simple story of a man who seems very serious but does care about this child, it's, it's, there's something for everyone in this show. So yeah, the same way that people love Game of Thrones and in Harry Potter and whatnot, but like, they just find these these things were people who are non-fans they could find some elements that they can enjoy so i think the mandolin does that really well all right moving on to our main topic so our main topic of today uh recently um the mulan trailer the new live action uh, mulan trailer just came out this week and there's been a lot of trailers so far there's been james bond and uh uh, Black Widow, but I will be the main topic I will be discussing is the Mulan trailer. So, for those who are upset about Mushu not being there, grow up. I am so sorry, but like I love the original movie. I love the original movie. However, if they're going, they said if they're going to do a live action Mulan. They're tying into some Disney elements, but also with the original folktale of Mulan. The reason why they chose a phoenix over a dragon is because there are some stereotypes. It bombed in China when Mulan was released because of this, like, you know, cultural insensitivity about mocking, like, a dragon, which is, like, you know, their uh it's their beast it's their culture and they did not like that at all so for those who did not know about that just just remember that this is a live adaptation not a live remake of the mulan you know mulan movie this is this is a different movie and i highly respect that and for those who are just upset, like, you know, there's no Mushu, again, it doesn't feel right to add Mushu to this movie, no matter how much you are begging for it. I think that's just a lot of Disney snobs are just, like, just upset that 
that they just this beloved character is not there but just to keep taking consideration that there is some cultural insensitivity amongst the Chinese people when the first Mulan movie came out so with that being said I'm very excited about this movie one it looks very stunning it looks epic you have all this this great cast you have um, I think this uh, this female character who playing uh, uh but it's not Fa Mulan but I think it's like Hua Mulan I think that's a different I think it's a different um, different last name but I know I've seen her before she was in uh, what's it called the Forbidden Journey no 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 the Forbidden uh, oh crap. It's like this martial arts movie with Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. But anyways, um, it was just such a, she was just a fantastic actress, but I've seen her before. So I think they chose a good one. Also, they got the guy from Rush Hour, uh, the dad who plays, uh, Suyong's father, a father, and now he's the father, uh, the guy who seems ill and wants to fight, but he wants to fight, but at the same time, he can't really fight, so, and now they have, uh, Jason Scott Lee, a part of the Huns, I'm like, oh, there was this shot, there was a shot where he just jumped on the wall, and he just started running, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, um, and I see Jason Scott Lee, he used to play Mowgli and Bruce Lee, but the fact that he played Mowgli in the Disney film, and it's uh, awesome to see Jason Scott Lee coming back to the Disney realm, so it's awesome. Also, Donnie Yen, who was on Star Wars, and now he's in this in this movie, and Jet Li as well. He's the freaking emperor. Jet Li is the emperor, man. Like, I've never seen such a... Pa- like, I, I've said this before. This is the Crazy Rich Asians for Disney. <laughs> Um, but I gotta say, this whole trailer, there's a lot, there's a bit of mystical elements as well. One, they added the phoenix, and also this Hun's character, like, you know, female, but she turns into a a bird as well. She is, like, you know, she's gonna be interesting to see, because now we're going to see more female and female action, like, you know, like, you know, battles, but... This this is just so beautiful to see, really. And also, like, you know, hearing the instrumental orchestra version of Reflection is just... It made me very emotional. It made me feel like a kid again. But also, it just fits so well with the narrative of what they're trying to, t- to say in this movie. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this film. I don't care if they did not add singing to it. I'm not asking for much, really. It's... It is what it is. It's not gonna be a, like, you know, heavy musical movie, and I'm not upset about it. Um, the music, uh, the musicals, uh, from the first movie didn't... It wasn't the reason why I love the movie. It's the story itself. And who knows, um, but I did hear a little bit of elements from I'll Make a Man Out of You and the instrumentals for Reflection, I think it's just a, a great way to pay homage to the first movie, so 
yeah, I'm really excited. All right, now moving on to some other topics, let's talk about the world of music. So recently, the Mama Awards uh, for this year has just been uh, has just happened. So for those who do not know, the Mama Awards is a celebration of K-pop artists, Asian artists. And some like you know big artists that they will perform and give awards to for best you know best group, best singers. So once again, BTS is in there. Um, but there's a lot of protests that uh, EXO wasn't there, maybe because SM is not giving enough credit. Um, there's a lot of shadiness uh, towards EXO, maybe because they're such a huge group that they want some other groups to win. Um, so there's a lot of drama when it comes to that. Um, so I, but the thing is, is that I did not see, I did not really watch the award show. I just knew it happened and I just saw some, um, some of the performances I wanted to see. For example, I did see the GOT7 performance. Um, I did see Wavy. Wavy is what I was really excited for. One, because they are, one, because they're so underrated. Two, I know they can dance really well and they they can really bring it. And also, the fact that they are a Chinese K-pop, uh, Chinese group is, uh, is a, is a huge change because... One, of course, they're performing it in Hong Kong, but it's usually a celebration for K-pop mostly. And the fact that they're letting Wavy perform, this is a huge year. This is a big year for Wavy, and I'm just so proud of them. After Moonwalk and Love Talk, uh, their performance is just so awesome. The <laughs> but one thing did happen was there was Dua Lipa. <laughs> in this performance i heard she did really well but the thing is is that when but she did a performance with huasa and people were cheering on for huasa more than dua lipa i mean she is a big star don't get me wrong i i love dua lipa she has some great songs but huasa just like you know took the stage and everyone's just cheering on her more i think it's just fun and it's not it's pretty understandable um, that uh, American artists like Dua Lipa is not going to get much of a applause uh, as compared to Hwasa. I think she's just a, such a queen. I understand that Hwasa is such a big star, and for, especially for Mamamoo. She's not that good looking, though. Uh, in my opinion, she's not that, uh, to be honest, she's not that attractive uh, as opposed to other members. Um... But I'm I'm not. Uh, but she uh, that doesn't uh, discredit her for her talent. I think she is very talented. Um, she really. She, I I do see a lot of rappers like you know uh, K-pop rappers. Like, they're just becoming their own, uh, like CL and um, uh, and Jenny. I forgot her name was. I think so. Not not Jenny. Oh, uh, Jesse, Jesse, sorry, Jesse. They they hold on their own when it comes to like their talent is mostly the talent is what makes them popular, and the same thing with Wasa as well. So even though she's not like mm, not my you know type of idol that I you know idolize really, but but she is very talented and I'm very proud of her. So yeah. Um, I wish I could say more about the Mama Awards, but uh, I only saw glimpses and some uh, 
I, I I forgot what um, which artist won best, but I know that BTS had a huge impact on the award show. So yeah, I think they had like 13 minutes worth of just you know them performing and winning awards and stuff. BTS is the best so far. They're still the best, and they'll keep crediting crediting them as the best. So so yeah. All right, moving on to food. All right, so recently I just saw, um, not really saw, sorry, not saw. I just recently went to Popeyes and I finally, I finally tried the Popeyes chicken sandwich. And I got a spicy, I got a spicy, and I feel like that's the best way to go. This is. This is the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. I even I've had Chick-fil-A. I've had Chick-fil-A before and they're really good. But Popeye's just edge it out a little bit more. Because of one, it's not that expensive. Uh, well, it's, uh, as as opposed to Chick-fil-A, uh Chick-fil-A is a little bit more expensive, but I mean no, Chick um Chick-fil-A is much cheaper than the Popeyes, but you're paying for what you get, and one, I love this huge chunk of meat that you get, a huge chunk of chicken, The like, it's crispy, it's juicy, there's a bit of kick to it, and the spicy mayo just contributes it really well, and the bun, that's, that's another thing, the bun is a, uh, is a, is a big difference between, um, between uh, Chick-fil-A and for Popeyes, I can tell it, it's a brioche bun, and it's toasted as well. This is it's just a it's just a wonderful pack of flavor. It's and it's not just uh, and it's not too overpowering. It's not it's like hitting you in the face. It's just the more I eat it, I'm just like wow, wow, wow. Like that's that's my actual reactions, and I just keep going wow, like Owen Wilson, like wow. <laughs> It just turned to Owen Wilson by eating this Popeye's chicken sandwich. It's that good. And I'm glad that it returned. And it's not just a limited time thing. It, it was so delicious. Find your local Popeye's. Get it now. Get it now. Because it's such a great sandwich. So like, while supplies last. There's a sign. Here's the thing. There weren't many people in the Popeye's. And we still had to wait a while to get our chicken sandwiches. It was that good because one, there is a there's a sign, and it says four sandwiches per customer. That's how that they need to control how much chicken that they can serve. And again, there are a lot of places that sell better chicken, like you know, chicken sandwiches. For example, like Helen Ray's. Um. And I know it's probably better than Popeye's because one, I haven't been there yet. Um, but I've heard so many good things, and there's like a long line at Helen Ray's. I just gotta get it. So, I but but so far, Popeye's, Popeye's is my favorite chicken sandwich so far. So far, but until I go to Helen Ray's. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, no offense to Chick-fil-A, I, I, I love Chick-fil-A, but Popeye's just beat it just a little bit more. And also they had biscuits. 
they have good biscuits as well. <laughs> All right, so moving on to internet trends. So recently, we just got the new YouTube Rewind for 2019, and <laughs> here's the thing. The funniest thing is that they admit they did something wrong. And now they just, <laughs> no one is involved in the YouTube Rewind. It was just, it was, it felt so cheap. <laughs> it was just a list. It's a compilation. Anyone can do that. Like any, literally anyone can do that. I, I was like, okay, so... Oh, sorry, my water bottle just just dropped. But I watched it and I was just so amazed because it's still cringy and cheap. It's much better than it's much better than last year, but that doesn't mean it's it's not something to be proud of because other YouTubers are making better rewinds. For example, I know PewDiePie was, is going to make his, like, you know, a far more better one. But I saw Jax Films. Jax Films made, like, like a, a minute and 43. And <laughs> it involves Keanu Reeves, Baby Yoda, and some, like, a little references. And I was like, this is already better. <laughs> I tolerate much more. It's so cringy. The thing is... The fact that they admit they did something wrong, and this doesn't fix it. I don't think anyone should. Okay, here's the thing. I I don't think that there should be rewinds, YouTube rewinds. It used to be fun in like back when like okay here, YouTube was at its peak until like 2013. After 2014 or 2015, that just goes downhill. Because the thing is, is that there's all these cringes. Here's the thing. After when Vine was over, when Vine was over, that's when Viners, like, you know, Viners, like, they would, like, you know, take over the YouTube space. And, like, for example, Logan Paul... Jake Paul and some other people and I was like uh, now you're just making this very cringy and I that's where it starts to go downhill youtubers who used to be who used to be famous on vine I mean they were still famous they're still famous on vine but I feel like I feel like they should have just stuck there if vine if vine just stayed where it's at I don't think we would get you know I think we'll have like you know the separate um, the separate space between Vine and YouTube. I I miss that where YouTubers they spend so much time with these uh, with so much quality and uh, hard work. I'm again I'm not saying that they're like uh, I'm not saying that uh, like current YouTubers don't do that today. Of course they're still hardworking, but now it's just cringy. Or maybe it's because I'm getting older. Um, but all the drama and stuff and all these trends, it just, it did not, it wasn't well put together. So, um, I guess all I can say is after, no, for 
for YouTube Rewind 2020. Don't have one. Just don't have one. Let other YouTubers have their own take. Have their own take of what is a YouTube Rewind. Or, um, you know, it's... Or let YouTubers collab with each other and, you know, make their own. So, it's it's not... It, it doesn't really intrigue me anymore. It used to be exciting. Uh, it used to be pretty exciting around 2013, but I, I just it, it doesn't work for me anymore. Again, I think I'm just older. But YouTube Rewind this year, this it was just sad, admitting your defeat, and now you're just like, oh, here we just cut and paste certain things, really. And here's some things that you do like. Here's a compilation. I've seen compilations e- everywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Pornhub did it. <laughs> oh god. I am so sorry. But but yeah. I don't think that this was great. I don't think so. Yeah, that's how that's how bad it is. I don't know what else to say. All I know is I'm just gonna move on to the next topic, which is actually more exciting. So moving on to superheroes. So, this week, we finally get two trailers. There's two trailers for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Both of them got me so excited. Because, one, it's tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Crisis on Infinite Earths starts tomorrow, and I can't wait. I I know that I can't can't leave the house. I can't do anything else. I have to... no, I well one you don't have to record it. It's on the CW app, but oh, I am just so excited. I don't know what's gonna happen. Until this day, all these trailers, these trailers, I don't know what, I don't know what's gonna happen. They show Clark Kent from Smallville, Tom Welling, Kevin Conroy. Oh my God, Kevin Conroy. There is just a lot. There's a lot that's going on. They also they showed glimpses of. Earth 38 disappearing, which is Supergirl's Earth, I believe. Um, so I think they're just gonna merge with Supergirl's Earth. That's my one theory. And um also um we see glimpses of black lightning, um shaking hands with the flash. It's and then of course Kate um bonding with uh, Bruce where he's been. So there's a lot of things to to unpack and that's gonna start tomorrow tomorrow there's two trailers i i didn't watch the the other trailer as much but it was still pretty awesome really oh my god uh and there's oh but i will say though the second trailer spoiler alert spoiler alert it revealed the death of superman and I gotta say, um, you see Lois Lane crying while Superman laying on the floor. It's it's gonna be and it, it, and it's not Brandon Routh. It's actually Tyra Hoechlin's uh, Superman. So this this crisis crossover, it's gonna be huge. This is gonna be one of the biggest biggest 
event like tv events of the century like not just like game we had game of thrones and that was a pretty much a disappointment for a lot of other people i actually liked the uh, the final the finale i actually liked it but crisis they gotta bring it like like this budget oh just talking about it it's just five hours of goodness Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna keep fanboying until it starts tomorrow. Oh, it starts tomorrow. <laughs> okay, now moving on to TV. All right, so TV. Um, I will talk about the Arrowverse shows. Um, I'm just gonna topic talk about it briefly. I'm not gonna summarize each one as much, but all I can say is one. Let's see, Batwoman. That one was pretty good. Um, there was like the, it was called the Mad Tea Party, and Alice trying to get re- revenge on her father, and um, now um, the father is now uh, being arrested for for essentially being like a a criminal for like for something about him and the mayor knowing what they have done. Like, the mayor has been, uh, like, all the money, all the proceeds and stuff, like, you know, goes to weapons and stuff, and it wasn't, like, you know, a humanitarian thing for her, and, uh, uh, eventually the mayor dies, so, and there wasn't much Batwoman, really, um, all I know, like, she failed, and now, like, this whole thing of, her and her stepsister, like, their relationship is basically over, and, of course, uh, Sam, um, or Sophie, sorry, Sophie, she lost her husband, I mean, like, not really, like, lose-lose her husband, but just, like, she, like, his husband can't take anymore that, that Sophie might have, still have feelings for Kate, so, yeah. And then Supergirl, I'm trying to remember what happened to Supergirl. Oh, as a Leviathan, uh, he's been put down, and also Lena is slowly just becoming a villain, and that's basically it for the episode, really. And just like you know, Lena not having much trust in Kara, so so yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what happened in the episode. All these episodes, they're just okay. I'm just waiting for their contribution to Crisis is what, uh, but we did get a Crisis thing. Um, teasers, um, not for Batwoman. I mean, Batwoman was just, uh, Nash becoming Pariah, but, but it's, um, what is it called? It was, uh, it was, um, the Monitor going to, uh, Martian Manhunter saying, like, oh, what you've done, uh, this, uh, you've, uh, passed the test and something, and now the crisis is coming, so, <laughs> and also, we did see that, spoiler alert, Lex Luthor is alive, that the Monitor saved him and sent him to this, you know, this void, so, like, because Lex Luthor, and I did see Lex Luthor in the, um, the teasers, the TV teasers, that he was alive and well. So, yeah, let's just see what he contributes. And then we have Black Lightning, where he just, just, you know, 
he's like, you know, this is the resistance, you know, we're, we're, we're done with the ASA and stuff like that, and Lynn just, just being a crackhead, <laughs> I was like, no, I need it in my bag, there is, like, there's things that I need, <laughs> it's just so funny, <laughs> it was funny to see that, like, I need it, and then, oh, and Elsa, Thunder, he's back, not Blackbird, but Thunder, and now she found out that Khalil is alive, but the thing is, is that they kind of brushed that off, that Khalil's alive, but, but at the same time, it, it didn't really matter, I, I'm, I'm, I just miss Thunder, and like, Black Lightning and Thunder is just, oh, so excited, and of course, uh, Jennifer and the other guy, you know, discovering what their powers, their powers mean to each other and stuff like that. It was just so badass to see Black Lightning, you know, being praised to stand up against the ASA. I don't give a crap. And what they realized is that in Freeland, people think it's just a, a people of the United States. They think that something's going on with Freeland, but it's not like they didn't talk about the Markovians and all that, or like they did not know that it was an occupation. So. This was just something exciting to see, and uh, but yeah, but I wonder how they're gonna tie in Black Lightning and the Crisis crossover. <sighs> this is gonna change everything. So yeah. All right, now to the more important <laughs> shows: Flash and Arrow. So let's start with Flash. One, of course, Barry breaks through. He uh, he uh, he he is released from Ramsey's grip. And they captured Ramsey. All they, all it takes is, uh, like, oh, Barry's still alive. No, he's gone. It's like Cisco and Iris battling against each other. Of like, no, he's gone. No, he's alive. Like you know. So, but Barry is like still alive, trying to tell him like, hey, do this thing. You know, I'm giving you little hints at, before I, you know. Yes, I'm, you know, slowly taking over by Ramsey, but. I'm still telling you these little hints so you can save me. And now we get to see blood work in his true form. And that was very awesome. And the fact that they captured him was awesome. And then um, he is is one of my favorite villains so far. Uh, He was one of my favorite villains so far in The Flash. I thought this wasn't going to work. And yet he did. He's just such a fantastic performer. And one, because the thing is, is that he thinks that he's the hero. And that's what great villains are. That they do think that they are heroes. And but at the same time, you do see vulnerability. I don't want to see this guy who is all knowing like the thinker. I don't want to see this guy who just like, one step ahead. They weren't compelling villains. One, we didn't really sympathize sympathize with them. The first cicada, the first of cicada, yes, he's like, well, the flash must still all menace must die. But you redeemed him, and then you killed him off. You killed him off. So it, he wasn't that exciting. Um, the thinker, he just—you didn't know what he's gonna do, and we didn't sympathize him as much. But with Ramsey, one—not only he, he, he lost his mother to cancer, but he really wants to save the world. He wants to develop a cure, and you do see his this vulnerability when he saw his mother in his mind or something like or maybe some kind of hologram i was confused about that when he saw his mother his dead mother but you do see that vulnerability and that he uh, he, that he's supposed to be the villain but then 
that led gave them a hair Barry the edge to capture him so it was awesome to see that and um we did see um nash wells becoming pariah in the end and of course the crisis has started when you see red skies so yeah now moving on to arrow purgatory back at leon you everybody and and now we we did see the return of fi- of of fires or fears i i don't remember him as much all i know is like he was there in the show but he was part of those flashbacks and then uh yao fei yao fei yao fei's back and i think the monitor just like brought them back for a bit and just to teach them a lesson and build this weapon i again this weapon it still didn't make sense after i watched it all i know is so spoiler alert all these things that the the oliver had to do was to make sure that that lila becomes harbinger like you know it was fused with her dna it didn't really make sense to me but yeah also there were elements to um there were also moments where where oliver has to face his demons once again um and then uh and then the kids were like his kids were like no we don't want you to die and all that stuff and then mia finally acknowledging that like you know there's no other way like he has to die but also oliver needs to not only protect the multiverse but also spend time with his children make sure that each moment lasts no matter what he does he has to make sure that he spends as much time with his family as possible ironically without like you know with felicity <laughs> but we'll hopefully we'll probably see felicity once again after the cross uh the crossover or the finale so yeah um <clears throat> for um for this episode one we did get to see uh roy get his arm cut off i want i I want to see roy as uh arsenal i want to see him with his uh you know metallic arm his robotic arm cybernetic arm i really wanted to see that i just want him to you know you know kick some ass with his cool arm it's especially cool in young justice but we'll see we'll see and of course, Lila becoming Harbinger, and then Red Sky telling them the crisis has begun. And so quickly, like I like how it just starts with like Red Sky. It's just that fast. <laughs> um, I noticed that on the Flash as well. It's like you know, it just goes well. It just goes off immediately, like you know, like right on the tick. So yeah. All right, moving on to the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian episode five. Is that good? Um, it was. It was. A, it's a good episode as well. Uh, Mulan herself, uh, Mingna, uh, Wen. Come on! I hope she makes a cameo in Mulan as well. Um, it was just as good. There was just this me- uh, female mechanic taking care of Baby Yoda. That was like, hey, don't leave this baby on, uh, on the ship. You know. So, and then of course the Mandalorian teaming up with like some bounty hunter who wants to join the guild um again like i'm I'm just glad they brought speeder bikes again i think this is they did say this was tatooine i believe and this uh moss isley's i believe it was moss isley's i think that was the cantina as well um 
But yeah, uh, it was a, just a nice throwback to see Moss Eisley's, like, some shots just felt like Star Wars once again, like, it felt like the original trilogy, uh, not just the speeder bikes, but, um, I don't know, there's, like, there were some cer- certain shots that just felt, um, you know, it felt like the original series, so yeah, or like the original movies. Um, not much to say about this episode, I actually, like, to be honest, uh, episode three, um, episode three was like my favorite so far but i but again each episode is just so entertaining to watch and baby yoda of course he's just (laughs) just one of my favorites as well so so yeah all right moving on to movies so we had two trailers um two big trailers for uh this week uh this week oh no three already talked about mulan and I mentioned No Time to Die, uh, the James Bond movie. And I'm just going to give my th- quick thoughts on the No Time to Die. I can tell that Daniel Craig looks tired. <laughs> he seen, he looks tired to be in this franchise. So this got to be his last one. He This has to be his last one. Because he's just so tired. I, I can really tell. But at the same time, it looks pretty badass as well. So, um... Um, all I can say is I like the trailer, um, but I, the thing is, is that I haven't seen, um, what's that other James Bond film after, um, Skyfall? Oh, shoot, I, I still need to watch that one. Um, oh, man, I forgot how, why did I, I, I forgot. I forgot the name of the the movie after Skyfall. I watched the first three, but I haven't watched the recent one. But I guess I have to watch that as well in order to watch No Time to Die. But we'll see. And um, we did get to see the Black Widow trailer. Now, I have my theories as to... Not really theories, but here are my thoughts about it. Is it going to hurt the movie when... We already know that this person's going to die. Maybe. Because, one, it's a superhero. It's it's different when it comes to, like, oh, this is a uh, biographical movie. Oh, oh, we know this person's going to die. And, of course, in The Godfather, like, for Godfather 2. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to hurt it that much, really. It's just going to make everyone sad that they're, they're gonna watch the movie it's just gonna make people sad that oh it doesn't make sense anymore she's gone you know so um it's a good trailer uh david harbour as I, I i forgot what his name was in the movie <laughs> but they did this black widow fan. it reminded me of die hard a bit is that is that a bad way to say that <laughs> It reminded me of Die Hard just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. We have this Russian family, like, you know, bonding and stuff. Um, I don't know what the story is, really. Um, but at least we get to see what uh, the origin's all about. But the action is awesome. It's uh, it's top-notch. It, it's, a, it's a good break from all the end games and all the Infinity Stones, all that stuff. It's, an, it's a nice break to see um, what, 
what this uh what black widow is all about i didn't really ask for it i wasn't uh intrigued but the action is pretty cool so maybe i'll see it see it in theaters and of course recently i watched frozen 2 and i gotta say i like this better than the first one one i think there is better elements to suspense mystery better songs um yeah i i think the songs are better in frozen 2 um i i just enjoy it much more maybe it's because it's it's less cringy than i uh maybe it's less cringy than frozen 2 like like into the unknown but i i get i I, that song is going to be um, replayed so many times to the point that I can be tired of it. However, I think uh, Elsa, Elsa finally become like you know realizing who she is and the mystery of her parents and all that stuff. There's just it was just a uh, great storytelling for me, and um, others might disagree that that because the, the the reason why uh, the reason why people might think that this is not as good because they're still relying on the first movie and but that's what sequels are and i think that this movie this movie was the reason why it's much more enjoyable because there are a lot more funny moments better songs and better suspense and storytelling i just did not like seeing uh, Elsa being like a villain or something like that. So, just seeing her realizing who she is is just so wonderful to see, and um, and not just a villain, but someone who I, I and I love these little elements of of. It reminded me of Brother Bear a bit, like you know the Native Americans or the Eskimos or something like that. Um, yeah, I just love these elements of mystery. So, like, I love the mystical parts of it. And, um, not just some girl with, like, you know, oh, she has powers and we need to save the city. Well, I mean, they still save the city. <laughs> There's a dam. There's a dam in the movie. And I'm like, Vegas. <laughs> I keep thinking the Denver Va- the Denver Dam or whatever. The Hoover Dam, sorry. The Denver Dam? <laughs> the Hoover Dam. So, yeah. I really love this movie. Um, uh, it was very funny. Like Olaf is still funny on its own. Uh, Kristoff, he had an awesome song. It, re- it re- reminded me of uh, some 1990s ballads. <laughs> it, it, it was really that good. Um, yeah, and it's the origins to Anna and Elsa's parents is just a wonderful story to to see. And where they came from. So yeah. Alright. Before I end it off. I I just wanted to. I'm actually adding uh, this new segment. And it's called For Real. So For Real. um, I used to have For Real Fridays. But now I'm just going to add it to the end of my segment. And I'm just calling it For Real. And. And the topic is called. Remember Your Value. Recently I haven't been focus so much on what I can do or what's the importance of what I can what's my destiny or what is my purpose in life like you know why am I alive and all that I've been questioning that for so long 
and I'm out of college. I have one job that pays pretty good, but not too much. It doesn't. It's not the job that I wanted, and also like my friends are still in college. I miss them dearly. I was dealing with a breakup, and I was just so lost. But I think it's important to notice what your values are. What makes you so special? What makes you unique? What、um, what goals you can you can have?、Um, it, it may sound cheesy, but establish a goal. Establish a goal, not a dream, but a goal. You can have a dream, but establish a goal. For me, I, I've just realized what my goal should be in life so far, at least for now. And my goal is to get my own place. I I don't live. I live, you know, with family, but I want it to be independent and start a new chapter in my life. And I think that starting this new chapter in life, I is to get、uh, my own place. I in college, I did not live in college. I、uh, I had a commute, so I wanted to know what it's like to be on my own without my family and how my family is going to you know deal without me. So there's a lot of things in my life where I'm I have to、um, I just I just need to learn how to be on my own and to be on my own is is going to be a struggle. However, and claiming to be independent is、uh, is a big step, but I know that it'll happen.、Uh, the more I work hard, if like you know, the more I put like in my savings and stuff like that, if I save up and stuff like that, I I know I can do it. But it's gonna it's gonna take some time,、um, a lot of time. But it is a goal that I'm gonna work hard at, and. And having that goal in mind makes me like, makes me、um, not worry as much, or makes me feel sorry for myself, you know. So it makes me feel focused. And having a new purpose in life, like you know, why am I alive? Is to make sure that I become independent and make my own story and make my own chapters, or like you know, move on to that next chapter in my life. So if you are struggling with depression and whatnot, and you feel like you don't know where your worth is coming from, know your value. Know your values. Know what you can do. Don't like if you feel alone. Talk to your friends. If you if you feel like you don't have any friends, then、uh, at school, then talk to your guidance counselor or something like that, or someone, just someone, or let your voice be heard. You're not alone. Like it's a it's a cheesy way to say it, but really you're not alone. And I had, and this is someone that I, I I like for me. I used to give a lot of advice for my friends, but when I when I have to deal with it, I I automatically forget what my values were. But good thing I have friends that will remind me. Like hey, these are your values. This is what makes you unique and important and loved. So so yeah. Remember your values, everyone. All right, that is it for my culture mind. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like this podcast, click follow on whatever podcast services、uh, you are listening this to. Also, check out to my、uh, my other、uh, podcast called My Potter Diary, which is always going to be released on Sundays. And without further ado, um, uh, until next time. So long, farewell, take care, bye bye.